all of these modalities done with an intention, with a specific intention on just, for one, just caring for yourself and, and being open to caring for yourself. That one intention on just, okay, I want to do this to care for myself right now. That one intention is almost like how you throw a pebble into a, a still pond and all these ripples happen from that one pebble. What makes life rich? And I don't mean rich like Scrooge McDuck swimming through his pool of gold rich. I mean rich like chocolate. In the Rich Life Realization podcast, my guests and I will explore what makes life more magical, wondrous, and full. We will have deep and powerful conversations that will help inspire your richest life. Welcome back to the Rich Life Realization Podcast. I have an exciting guest today. He is Tucson Stewart. He is a speaker, an author, a wellness practitioner, and he focuses on whole foods. He focuses on body weight strength training. So we're definitely going to get along. Uh, welcome to San. Oh, man, it's so wonderful to be here, man. And, you know, trying to develop a rich life, just like you, brother, <laughs> you know, trying to celebrate a rich life with everybody else I'm working with all my clients, man. It's about a rich life, man. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's really kind of noticing the richness that we already have in our lives too. Absolutely. And I feel like this is one of the reasons why I got into being a wellness practitioner is I feel like each modality that I work in, whether it be meditation, whether it be breath work, whether it be um, teaching whole food, plant-based nutrition, um, whether it be teaching nervous system regulation techniques through mm -hmm. Qigong, um, all of these techniques help you get present with yourself and with who you truly are. And I believe what self-care is and what wellness is, is really a celebration of life and of of what is already here, what is already present. I don't really believe there is anything to be gained through wellness. There is only things to be unleashed that is already present in you, you know? And I really believe that that's what it's all about, you know, just being present to the richness that life already is, you know? Like for instance, every time we breathe, we're having a whole, we're having a plant-based experience, right? In order for us to take in oxygen, it has to come from this green kingdom. These trees have to have a, have to have an, you know, they have to elicit oxygen to us, 
right? And then in turn, we give them our carbon dioxide. So it's like this symbiosis, this symbiotic relationship. But that is rich because the oxygen is constantly being given to us. And all 30 trillion cells that make up who we are, who our body, what our body temples are, are constantly receiving this gift of life. And so every breath is a symphony of miracle, 30 trillion strong serving you. So I believe wellness and self-care is really just this ongoing celebration of who we truly are. This is why I believe that taking care of yourself in some way is a form of worship, not in a religious sense, mm. but in a sense of like, I got to incarnate as a human being. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can actually have vision and purpose and passion. And I can actually, you know, uh, you know, I can, I can share my gifts. I can, you know, do embodiment exercises. I can actually embody the future and then I can go manifest it. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, so <laughs> it's just this, um, you know, it's so beautiful. You know, it's really beautiful. It's really a celebration, man. A celebration for the richness that is already present, you know, for sure. Yeah. And that, I love that you say that it, that it's a celebration and also that, that we have this unique expression too of, of how we're expressing ourselves moment to moment. But also I think we have something like this deep expression that that's that's a part of that that reservoir of of spirit of of celebration that you talked about how it's how it's all a symphony mhm mm mhm absolutely absolutely man and it's really always there to tap into right because yeah. You know, I really firmly believe one of the embodiment exercises that I have in my meditation and my pranayama course that I teach um, is that the first embodiment is that, you know, um, we are tapping into what is already tapped in to us, <laughs> whether we know it or not. 30 trillion cells are receiving the gift of life to serve you whether you know it or not. The breath is already tapped into you. And then I let my, client, my, my clients know, and now we are choosing to pay attention. We are choosing to tap into what is already tapped into us. Yeah. Right. There, there was a quote that, that I love that it's like, you are not breathing. You are breathed. Absolutely. That's beautiful. <laughs> yes. The, you know, and this is exactly what we do in between each pranayama or healing qigong breath exercise we do in my class. I have my students. I'll say, okay, now I want you to just recognize your breath 
Where is your breath? How is the universe breathing you right now? Right? So we go from intentional pranayama practices or healing qigong, purification sound, uh, breathwork practices. We go from each, each one, the transition is to drop back down into your normal breath and just to see how the universe is breathing you. And so my clients notice that as they're moving through this hour-long class, that their breath is getting deeper, it's getting lighter, and it's getting slower. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's because, you know, when you, when you stop doing the intentional breath work practices, you just default back into your normal whatever. You don't, you just, you just sit. And then they begin to experience like, wow, the universe is really taking its time through me right now. And because what's happening is that you naturally become more oxygen efficient when you do pranayama and healing qigong purification sounds. And what that means is that you're not taking in more oxygen than the average person, but you're using more of the available oxygen. So you don't need to breathe as much, right? And so you can take you can take much more oxygen and your cells can use it and you can circulate much more. Your blood pressure lowers and all of a sudden you start secreting all of these healing tonics from your hypothalamus and the magic happens and you just, oh, it's just amazing, right? And mm-hmm. and all of this is is uh, is just waiting to be tapped into, you know? But yes, we are being breathed. And the more you pay attention to your breath, the slower you get, the more things slow down and the more present you get, then all of a sudden, the magic happens, man. Oh, yeah. And what you also mentioned kind of speaks to a realization that I had that Uh, you talked about tapping into it yes and and it's kind of like this i i imagine it as this this reservoir of infinite nature Mm -hmm. and this i now i'm seeing that everybody has it everybody Mm -hmm. has this reservoir and there it's it's almost like this dam that's that's ready to burst any second Yes. It's like it it'll it'll come through any second. It yes. All you have to do is is let it. But a lot of times people spend they can spend their whole lives holding up that dam. Yes. Through yes. the power of their their personal thought, the the those those tonic chemicals that innate wellness is available to us but we use the power of our own thinking to pull ourselves away from it. Mm. Mm. And you know, they call that the matrix. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's really interesting you say that, man, because I think one of the most beautiful things that humans can do is think, Mm. right? To actually think, to actually create. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, 
right? To be intentional about your thoughts. Like, okay, what do we want to think about right now? But if we continue to identify so hard with the world, with our bills, with our job titles, with our relationship titles, with all of these hats that we wear, right? All of these personality manifestations, when in fact, who you truly, who we truly are, are spiritual beings having a human experience, mm -hmm. right? We're housed in this finite body, but we're infinite spirits. Before we, before we got housed into this incarnation as a human, we were completely at one with the great spirit, like infinite spirit, right? Like, so we are all unique thoughts in the mind of the creator. Like we're a part of this amazing reservoir, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is who we truly are. We're just having this human experience, which is temporary, but that doesn't mean that our infinite spirit is temporary. That means that we have been infinite spirit and we will always be infinite spirit, right? And so our thoughts, when we begin to identify our thoughts with this world and with this body and with our material so much and with our status, all of a sudden, we begin to take away and really clog up that reservoir mm -hmm. because these, when we identify with the finite, the, the stuff that is not, that is temporary, like why would you, if you're an infinite spirit housed in uh, this beautiful human vessel that is finite, why would you identify with temporary conditions? temporary circumstances, you know, whether they be good or bad, right? Quote unquote, good or bad. It's like beautiful. Just, just witness it like, Hmm. And it's kind of funny because it's a contradiction. I focus on all of this body weight strength training and, you know, breath work meditation. And, uh, I focus on whole food, plant-based nutrition. My thing is, is like, okay, let's focus on the body so we can begin to get and identify with the spirit so we can increase our ability to download more divine energy and vibration because the healthier you are the the more whole food you eat right remember all whole food has the intention of the creator in it right and so this is why i look at whole food as almost like a form of worship you're taking, you're entangling yourself with the intentions of the creator. So the more you take this in and the more pristine you, you tap in, the more pristine your homeostasis is, I firmly believe that allows you to be more available to receive your true identification as infinite spirit. Mm -hmm. When you're healthy, when you're vibrant, when you're running off of whole food, food, fuel, and 
your homeostasis is pristine and you got balance between all your cells, organ systems. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, this is a vehicle in a way for us to get to identify with the spirit even more. Right. And so therein lies the contradiction. So you don't necessarily have to identify so much with your body, but identify with the rituals that you do that help you get to this high vibrational energy of spirit because everything is vibrating. Right. And so, um, yeah, we can really, we can really get clogged up with our identification. And I really firmly believe that, you know, when it all comes down to it, when you get ready to pass away, all these hats and all of this identification and all these personalities, this stuff is going to just melt away and you're just going to go right back to the essence. <laughs> you know what I mean? So why not begin identifying with spirit now? So that way you can get the best out of this amazing life. You know, it's like you're no different than a tree. A tree is under the sun flourishing, being used to flourish. Who are you? You are completely connected to source at all times. All you have to do is flourish. Flourish like that rose, flourish like that tree and know that you're programmed to blossom just like that rose is programmed to blossom. It's going to blossom every single time under that sun. You're programmed to be used as the, to be used by the universe as the universe, right? As the universe. And so I firmly believe that that's our true identification. It just so happens that we're having this human experience. You know what I mean? <laughs> we 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 forget we i we knew when we were born i think and then we forgot along the way yeah and then we can we can remember and we can have moments where we we remember a little bit more we forget a little bit more and like you were saying when you start to identify more with those temporary with the, your your temporary nature rather than your infinite nature yes you will know you your feelings will tell you that you're further and further away from it the and the worst that your feelings are that's telling you you're you're really far away yeah and i i just really believe that some of us are so caught up rich that they don't even feel they don't even allow themselves to feel how far away they are or they don't even know it yeah a lot of people think that you know these we get into these thoughts they think and they identify with a certain aspect of this material world that they think oh man you know this is proof now that i'm blessed I got this money and I got this job. I got this career and I got this house now. And all of a sudden now that it's, I'm so blessed. No, no, no. You were blessed before <laughs> all of this material even came into your life. Right now, obviously you've done certain things. You've changed your thoughts. You've manifested different things, but by default, you're a miracle. You 
were breathing oxygen within your mother's womb, there was a placenta formed for you to get nourishment specifically for you. There was breast milk created for you to come here. The universe was conspiring for you to be nourished before you even came in the world. So understand that this intelligence has been trying to meet you, has been, has been preparing a place for you, even before you got this house, even before you got this car, even before you got this, even before you climbed up the ladder to get this career that's making you work 60 hours a week and keeping you away from your family, but keeping food on the table, while your children are growing older and older and you're missing so much time with them and you're martyring your self-care and you're in commutes and you're pissed off, yet you feel like you've made it because you got this job. Wait a minute. Slow down. Hold up. There was a place, there was an intelligence that met you as a miracle before any of this ever came to be. So. It's almost like people get lost in their identification. People can get lost in their personalities. And mm -hmm. it's just this, um, it's a sh I really believe when you begin to practice wellness, you shift the paradigm back into what truly is, right? Like you, and you tap into the reservoir that you talk about, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, People are moving so fast that they just oftentimes don't even allow themselves to sit still and feel, which is why meditation is so difficult for people to begin because they got to sit and they got to feel. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people think, oh, I want to feel good. I want to breathe. I want to feel wonderful. Well, it's not just about feeling good. You can feel good in meditation but it's really also about becoming a good feeler. Mm. How can you really feel these emotions that you've been neglecting? How can you sit and honor your nervous system capacity to receive all of these suppressed emotions that have been waiting to be felt, right? And you do that by sitting still and feeling, right? And honoring, honoring your feelings, you know? But we're, we're taught to escape, man, you know? We got so many oh, yeah. examples of escapism in this matrix that this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think right now is a perfect time for a break. So... We will be back in just a couple of seconds with more from Tucson Stewart. All right. Do you have that one friend that just drives you crazy because they are amazing and beautiful and wonderful, but they don't see it in themselves and you just want to kind of shake them out of it and you want to to shout your love at them that they would hear it guess what you're the friend and i'm going to tell you how amazing you are and i'm going to tell you how you can start to see it in yourself 
and eventually it starts to work. And that's how innate wellness sessions with Rich Life go. Connect with me and see if I can help you understand how amazing you are. You can reach me by email, richliferealization at gmail.com, or by phone or text, 970-716-0075. We are back with Tucson Stewart. He's a speaker, a coach, a wellness practitioner, and he was talking about how he uses breath, food, and meditation to help you connect with your, your spiritual self. And, and really, it's, it's all about that. It's, it's something that you already have within you. That, and I, I think that's a lot of the people struggle with that because they, they think, oh, I have to go searching for that. Mm. and you can go searching for it you can go searching for it outside yourself in different places in the world and you might find something you can go searching for it within your own mind you're you're not going to find it. i'll give you a little bit of a hint you're not going to find it in your intellect you might, it might be triggered by some wisdom out in the world, but if you seek the wisdom in order to find it, you're not going to find it. Sometimes the practices can be helpful. They're not going to flick a switch. It, it, it's something that it's, it's going to happen as a realization within you. Absolutely. And this is why I believe practice doesn't necessarily make perfect, mm -hmm. but practice makes improvement and practice makes powerful, but also practice can initiate paradigms, paradigm shifts. I firmly believe that we are all walking paradigms and based off of your consciousness level or, or where you are in your mind and what you're thinking about and um, is going to determine um, what paradigm you're walking in, you know, um, and I really believe that when you get into wellness practices like meditation, like breath work practices, like beginning to practice a whole food plant-based diet and lifestyle, um, when you begin to practice core work and flexibility and yoga and body weight strength training, when you begin to do nervous system regulation work, I believe all of these modalities done with an intention with a specific intention on just for one just caring for yourself mm -hmm. and and being open 
to caring for yourself. That one intention on just, okay, I want to do this to care for myself right now. That one intention is almost like how you throw a pebble into a, a still pond and all these ripples happen from that one pebble. Just that one thought of I want to take care of myself can literally be paradigm shifting. If you say, I want to take this meditation course to take care of myself today and to really, you know, decrease this stress. And you take the initiation to do it. All of a sudden, you find out something that you never even thought that you were going to get. It, it, go, it could go beyond just caring for that or just trying to minimize your stress. You might have triggered something that made you completely shift your paradigm, right? And so I firmly believe that the practice of self-care, just the intention of self-care, can really lead somebody down this rabbit hole where they can create the longevity, the quality of life. They can repair. They can, um, you know, begin to live what they love and love what they do, mm. right? They can begin to honor the highest parts of themselves just through this notion of self-care, you know? And I really believe that when you level up your self-care practice, then you level up your magnetism, your ability to vibrate at a higher level, and your innate wisdom begins to become, begins to come forth. Your innate miracle begins to come forth. The heaven that you brought into this world comes forth. Those voices of you should do this, you should do that, start to get a little louder and you begin to honor your highest self and this calling of spirit just by this intention of wanting to take care of yourself. Many people think that's selfish. Many people think that martyring their self-care is what it's all about. That's going to make them, um, you know, uh, a superhero. Oh, no, you're not really doing anybody any good when you martyr your self-care. Because you don't have the capacity to serve those you love. You don't have the capacity to, to operate at an optimal level because the vessel that is trying to operate is defunct. You don't have enough sleep. You have joint trouble. You don't, you're not eating correctly. You're running off of, you know, carnivore, omnivore diet, you have all this animal flesh and dairy in you, your arteries are clogged, your blood pressure is high. And yet you think you're being a hero by martyring your self-care. 
this is going to actually take time away from your loved ones because you're compromising your longevity. You're compromising your quality of life. You're literally compromising your ability to be present. If anything, one of the greatest gifts of self-care is presence because every single practice that I facilitate in my self-care career and my self-care life establishes presence. Like you and me being able to sit here and have a present conversation, right? Mm. Without me trying to manipulate the conversation or think about what you're going to say next, just listen to what he says and respond, be present. Like that's key is when you can move from your heart. This is when you're moving from your heart space. And so I firmly believe that people, you know, going through this, you know, people think, oh, are you just going to get self-care from Tucson? Where you're actually going to establish many revelations that come forth through you. And it's going to change your paradigm. So when I see when people, when my clients work with me, get ready because, <laughs> you know, when you increase your quality of self-care, then you completely shift how you show up in the world. And this is going to be beautiful. <laughs> And I love that you talk about the intention and how important the intention is because I think I was doing the, I was doing all of those things. I was doing the right things. I was eating the right diet. I was doing the Qigong yoga, cold showers, breath work. Mm. And, but I was doing them in for the wrong reasons mm. i was trying to find the formula for happiness got you i was trying to i was trying to to be the best version of myself basically be somebody that that really who i wasn't like, mm. i i wasn't i was trying to to make myself into something this is have have the discipline and and yeah yeah so you can take it too far i don't yeah. the uh, there are some people who are who are at risk for this i think most of most of the americans are on the other side of the field or people in the world are on the other side of the field where they they could use a little bit more focus and intention and i love that you put it so simply that it's just caring for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the only reason to do this. Just, just to care. Yeah. Yeah. To care for yourself. And, you know, I really love what you bring up because, you know, the, the healing modalities or the wellness modalities that I practice and that I facilitate and that I teach through my wellness company and as a whole, as a practitioner, they have what you call two different types of healing. Mm. They have linear healing, right? Where, for instance, you might lose weight or for instance, you might, you might lower your blood pressure or you might gain muscle or you might, um, 
be able to use more oxygen. You might be more oxygen efficient. You might have a, a healthier heart. That's linear healing. Now, let's talk about vertical healing. Vertical healing is when everything that you've suppressed and repressed begins to say, hey, guys, it's our turn to be healed, right? Because understand that every modality that every healing modality initiates a parasympathetic nervous, it, it, it initiates and triggers the parasympathetic nervous system. And this is the rest and digest portion of our nervous system, right? And so when you trigger the parasympathetic nervous system, you send so many signals of safety throughout your whole body. And these signals of safety also go into your subconscious. They go into every cell in your body. There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm -hmm. The Body Keeps the Score I forgot the name of the author, but this is an amazing book, but it speaks about how trauma and repressed emotions are held within the body. And so when you begin to do this work, you trigger linear healing and you trigger vertical healing. And oftentimes we stop these practices because the vertical healing is what people don't want to go through. Mm -hmm. And this is the light and dark side of meditation, right? This is the, this is the initiation phase where, oh, wow, you're sending so many signals of safety. Now I can begin to deal with all these, these emotions that are coming up. You thaw out trauma when you meditate. And so what happens when you thaw something out? it begins to evaporate and that rises up, right? And so when you exercise, you're healing yourself on a cellular level, but the cellular memory, right, begins, you know, it, it wants to be reckoned with. It wants to heal. So you want to, so you're, you're initiating a healing on all levels and this is the vertical aspect. And so a lot of people, want to stick with the weights and want to stick with the protein shakes <laughs> and want to look good in the mirror and want, you know, want to have this linear experience, but it's about both. It's about linear and vertical healing. And so this is where the nervous system regulation work comes in. And this is where we begin to do things like the containment hug. In my meditation class, in my breath work class, I have my students wrap their arms around themselves. If you're listening, you can put your right arm in between your left armpit, and then you take your left arm or your left hand and you embrace your shoulder and you just contain yourself and you hug yourself and you say, everything that is coming up is beautiful and it's supposed to come up. Thank you, old anger. Thank you, old pain. Thank you, inner child, for expressing yourself right now. I hear you. I see you. Because oftentimes, a lot of this emotion and a lot of this, these unmet, these unresolved feelings are coming up from our inner children, right? And so this is where you're talking about, 
you know, I was doing this for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think it had a, I think it had a deeper meaning for why you were doing it. I think, you know, I, I think you might've been looking for some false identity around it or something potentially, mm-hmm. but in essentially all roads lead back to the self. Right. And so for mm-hmm. me, and I'm going to be intimate right now, you know, like I'm going to share some stuff. One thing that came up for me in my journey, in my work, is that I had to embrace the complexity of my sexuality. I had a lot of shame about my own personal sexuality mm. a lot of my life. And all of this meditation and all of this work continued to lead back to that. Until I finally came to a standstill, like about a year ago, year and a half ago, I had, I began to accept the fact that I am bisexual, hmm. right? And that was a coming out for myself that, yeah, all of these old memories begin to come up of me suppressing attraction for the same sex. And I realized like, wow, you know, I have some shame around that. Mm. Well, when, when I went deeper into my meditation, I realized like, no, no, the reality is that I, I think men are attractive, but I also think women are attractive. You know, I got three kids, I'm married, you know, <laughs> and all, all of this stuff, but we get into these identifications. And I realized that I have always been on the sexuality spectrum. That's what makes me different and special and powerful. That's one of my gifts is that I'm on the sexuality spectrum and I get to express all of these different aspects of my sexuality. And now I can do it without the shame, without the guilt, without the imprisonment, without the silence, without the coping mechanisms of weed and you know, alcohol and all this stuff, you know, I don't have to do that anymore. I can be as clear, crystal clear as day, and I can honor my same-sex attractions now. But a lot of that happened because I was a consistent meditator, and I would stop and start and stop and start, and the same issues kept coming up until I had to really get down and come to some deep acceptance. I got therapy for it. My wife loves me in a deeper way now for she thinks I'm even more attractive because I'm because, you know, I I came out to myself as bisexual. And so but this is the work it it could my version of manhood is different than your version of manhood because we're different men. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. You know, a lot of people have their identity, you know, um, attached to certain superficial things because this is what they see. But what is your original? What is your true experience? You know what I mean? And so that was the vertical work that I had to do. I had to honor who I truly was, you know, and once that happened, everything opened up for me so much. And so that was the healing that I needed to do for myself. And it can be so much, it can be a lot, it can be deeper, it can be it's it's a unique journey for everybody, but that was a part of my journey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that that acceptance is so powerful. I as far as my sexual journey, 
this is something that I haven't shared with my audience yet, but I had a pornography addiction mm. for most of my life. And mm. Mm. it was only in the last well, four years I've been clean and sober from it. Mm. And almost five years in July, it's going to be five years. I'm going to celebrate somehow. I don't, I don't know. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. And so what's been really interesting for me over these past five years is really exploring kind of what sexuality looks like when there's not all of this kind of the the crud from society that you were talking about like the mm. well, without mm. all of that what does that look like and and then the other some of the other things that i've gotten to drop is a lot of my own insecurity and fear around it mm. and that is powerful when you can do that and you start to see through it you have the realization that really i'm doing it to myself I'm hurting myself in a lot of these ways and I don't have to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's so powerful, man, that, that you, um, you know, you courageously put it out there um, that you were, you were, you did have a porn addiction and now you've been, it's been five years. I mean, that is a lot of clarity, man, you know, and, just for you to say that now, I'm just going to let you know, um, I had the same addiction (laughs) and I had it for years. We're talking decades, you know, and that was also a part of, um, my whole sexuality trip, you know? Um, and yeah, a lot of part of it was definitely porn addiction. Um, and porn was a way for me to, you know, soothe myself when I felt insecure about even initiating sex at times, because I had some issues um, around some trauma, you know, growing up uh, and, uh, and yeah, you know, having, having trauma growing up, um, it kind of shapes the way it can shape the way you take in sexual intimacy and how you express sexual intimacy or, or how you don't express it. You know, it can be something very scary to even express, you know? So, um, for me, uh, that, that work, that work you're talking about with yourself, a lot of that work is very vertical, man. You know, like it's so vertical because sexuality is so vital. Sexual expression is so vital and spiritually as well. You know what I mean? It's so vital that we be completely honoring of who we are sexually, right? And, uh, and I understand like a lot of people might be listening to this going, wait a minute, you know, you have a wife? I'm like, yes, I have a wife and we have two children and we are in a quote unquote straight 
we are we are in a quote unquote straight presenting relationship. Mm-hmm. However, we're actually in an in a queer relationship because I'm bisexual, mm-hmm. and just and I and I know this about myself just because I'm not practicing uh, same sex. Um, you know, relationship does not necessarily doesn't mean that that's not a part of my reality. You know, that's that's not that's not a part of who I am sexually. It, it totally is. And I I was in a complete denial about that. Like, wait a minute. You know, I'm in. I've only been in relationships with women. How could I be bisexual? Well, when you do this meditation work, when you do this breath work. When you begin to unrepress, unsuppress, and that vertical healing begins to happen to where you begin to remember when you didn't have um, an opinion about same-sex attraction. You just remembered when you had same-sex attraction, and that just was what it was. You didn't have an opinion about it until you became a teenager, you know, and so until you begin to inherit and or or take on the identification in the world, that's when you begin to have an opinion about it. And so understanding my level of bisexuality, understanding my place on the sexuality spectrum has actually been a coming home for me has actually been a reckoning with my soul, has actually been a way for me to sleep deep and feel safe in my own body. It's actually been a way for me to be so honest and have so much integrity with myself that I can be so present with my clients now that they can get all of me because I am not preoccupied with how I am presenting Mm. in this world, right? And that's the beautiful thing when you can uh, come to terms with your vertical healing through this, through these wellness modalities, then all of a sudden you're like, wow, it's a different world. And the beautiful thing about this also, Rich, is that whatever comes up emotionally for you within these practices that you do vertically, you don't actually have to know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is just honor the feelings, contain yourself in your containment hug, and just allow the feelings to be felt and then let them release, Mm. right? You don't have to go back down that rabbit hole, but there are going to be some memories and some feelings that come up that are going to be coupled with memory. This is where you don't have to analyze because your body knows the body keeps the score, right? And so that's the beautiful thing about it because there are days where I feel certain feelings and I just sit still and go, okay, I feel, I see you anxiety. I feel you. I honor you. It's Mm -hmm. going to be you and me today. Okay. I'm not going to ignore you. I'm not going to turn you into a monster. You are going to be my buddy today and I'm going to listen to you. And that's it, you know? So, um, yeah. So (laughs) this is a deep conversation, bro. We're going there. I love it. It's a rich life, man. It's a rich life. Yeah. Yeah. 
and when you start to to dive into this too I love that you you describe just kind of sitting in in the and being with the emotions, even just, yes. just sensing it w- where it's in your body, but not necessarily having to find like the source because the source is typically thought. It's typically your thinking. And sometimes we feel the emotion before we feel the thing, before we recognize the thinking. Because right. we're so attuned to emotion, to feeling emotion. It's kind of like the knock on the door. Right. And all emotions are trying to serve you in some way. Absolutely. They're, they're trying Absolutely. to to guide you back to your your wellness this entire time. Oh this, yeah. Oh this yeah. Entire emotions time. are beautiful, man. Emotions are beautiful. He, you know, he, good, bad, ugly, they're all beautiful because they all teach you something about where you are. They teach you about your triggers. They teach you about what's not serving you anymore. And they teach you about, you know, where you are when it comes to, you know, your consciousness around certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so beautiful that you don't have to go down a rabbit hole if an emotion comes up. And I learned this from my wife. You know, my wife is... Um, she's become a quite quite a bit of an expert around nervous system regulation. And I'm so blessed that I married her. She's really turned into my healer and my coach. I never thought this would be the case, but I mean, she really is. And she has helped me be able to just sit still with my emotions that come up in a, in a non-judgmental way and just talk to my emotions and ask them, how would you like me to serve you? And how would you like me to honor you? Like literally talk to the emotions, you know, acknowledge the emotions. A lot of times we're so quick on escaping and going to go to the cannabis club and, you know, let me, you know, and, you know, here in California, I mean, it's legal, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a, there's like, (laughs) okay, there we go. We got mushrooms. (laughs) Oh yeah. See? And so it's, it's one of those things where it's so easy to escape and so easy to numb, Mm -hmm. but what is that going to do for me in the long term? It might give me some short-term satisfaction, some short-term manipulation, But in reality, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to come out of this the same person with the same issues who are still in the same place. It's like I'm running in place when I'm escaping. And so I'm choosing to sit still, to feel. And if anything comes up with a memory, then I'll honor that memory and I'll honor who I was in that moment because I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just honoring my teenage self or I'm honoring my 21 year old self or I'm honoring my seven year old self. I'm honoring my nine year old self, you know, seven and nine were where I had some very traumatic experiences in my life that kind of shaped my ideas around my own relationship to my sexuality. And so, um, but I, but I, I realized that 
I'm, I'm leading that version of myself now as an adult. I'm an adult, but I'm still leading my inner children, the different versions of my inner children. I'm leading them to liberation. But in doing that, I can't judge them. I don't want to judge them. I don't want to suppress them. I don't want to quiet them. I want to give them the ability to express hurt, to express pain, to express uh, caution, to express. And I'm like, and I'm thanking them for giving me these emotions, but I'm letting them know I got you now. I'm leading you and I honor you, right? I'm going to lead the way. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to sit still and to, to feel your feelings. And it's a beautiful thing when you don't even know where they're coming from. Because you don't have to go back and relive that narrative anymore. Because, you know, you don't have, you know, it's just like, oh, wow, I'm feeling pissed off right now. I don't know why. But I'm fucking pissed off. And so, <laughs> you know, and you just, you, you go run, you, 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 you sit still with it, you feel it and you say, okay, cool let's exercise, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not going to escape through this exercise, but I'm going to use this energy and get it out and honor my anger by exercising right now. And if I'm anger, angry after, then I'll just say, okay, cool. What do you want to teach me right now? Where do you want me to learn about this anger? Right. And so sometimes we don't have all the answers, but sometimes all you got to do is have courage. Just have the courage to sit still and feel. And if you need to talk to a friend or you need to reach out and get some help, just be as honest as you can. Be honest and be vulnerable because vulnerability is the gateway to freedom, I believe. One of the gateways to true freedom is being vulnerable. Yeah. The, and I think emotions can kind of play a trick on us. And the, the trick that they play on us is that it, it's, it's real. It's going to be forever. I'm going to always feel this way. And it's, it hurts. And, and so the, the trick is that it's, it's, it's not going to be forever. It will mm -hmm. pass. You'll have new things. Your, your innate wellness will, will come back out like the sun behind the clouds. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I, I love the space of, of you just sitting in there with no judgment. And, and even if there's, because <laughs> I think what we can do is we can, we can, judgment can come up and then we layer judgment upon judgment. We are, we're judging ourselves for, for being judgmental. And the judgment just comes from the intellect. Yeah. And, and so what we can do is let the judgment come up and, and just like the thought, we accept it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there is a space that's not in our intellect that is a space of, of love, of, of acceptance, of yes. non-judgment. Yes. There's of connection there's there's no judgment is is doesn't even make sense there mm, that and, is is the space to be <laughs> yeah and and that's always underneath and and so you can you can just kind of slow down 
that's that's what I typically suggest is is the 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 emotions are kind of like a traffic signal and when it hurts it's time to slow down mm. Mm. and be okay and know that it's not going to last forever mm. and then if you can let there be a space of non-judgment then that's great if you can't slow down and stay with it mm. you know this is so beautiful you say that because it reminds me of when i my idea around my back to whole self-care academy mm -hmm. is teaching people how to unleash their own inner practitioner their own inner holistic healer for themselves and that inner holistic healer is non-judgmental mm -hmm. i in accepting myself and accepting the totality and the complexity of my own sexuality and understanding that i'm on the spectrum and i've always been on that spectrum i think we all are yeah, I think we all are too. Very yeah. degrees of, yeah, come on, we all are. Yeah. But just owning it now, owning it in this non-judgmental way has been, I have turned into the therapist and that warm adult that I needed growing up. I've turned into that person that I need. So I am literally coddling and holding my inner child as that, that person that is not judging you. I accept you for who you are, Tucson. I love you. You're okay. Everything is fine. You know, it's okay. You know, that body is beautiful, just like that body is beautiful to you. And that's wonderful. You love looking at beautiful bodies. It's okay, you know? And it's beautiful that you can recognize that something is beautiful. You know, it's like I am validating myself the way I needed to be validated back then. I am creating the world that I wanted to live in right now and i'm the leader of that world and this is a non-judgmental loving compassionate accepting world and i have unleashed that self now i had to go through the dark night of the soul before i got to this place mm -hmm. because the shame and the guilt and all this stuff uh it really came back and came up it's like the ugly had to come out you know but that was a beautiful purging. After my dark night of the soul, it was like, wow, my wife was right there with me completely and accepting me. My children looked even more beautiful. And it was just like, wow, now it's time to go to the next level of life. Mm. You know, this is the work that I needed to do. And so ultimately, it's all about coming, becoming, going back getting back whole. This is why I call my program back to whole. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's, it's this group coaching container that has all of my virtual courses in there, as well as, you know, a live 
weekly group coaching to help people realize that what they're doing is they're continuing to unleash their inner practitioner and that this is not just a linear process. This is also a vertical process. And so we're going to be doing work physically, but that physical work is, is, is going to trigger some emotional spiritual work, which mm -hmm. will get you to a completely different level and paradigm in your life. Beautiful. I've, and just the way that you describe the, the beauty of other people, I've just been struck by <laughs> uh, just having that thought like, oh my gosh, they're, they're all so beautiful. And yeah, man. Yeah. I'm a Libra, bro. I'm a Libra. We love <laughs> beauty, bro. Come on, man. You know, yeah. and you know, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing and, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's like, this is who we are, man. Like, you know, anybody, you know, I mean, it, 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 it is what it is, you know, and it's to be celebrated, you know, this is mm -hmm. a self-celebration, you know, self yeah. celebrate, celebrate everything you are, man. You know, so important, bro. And I think we, we've come really full circle with, we started yeah. with celebration and yeah, <laughs> back to celebration. I think we're back <laughs> to celebration. I love it. I love yeah. it. Ah, oh, Tucson. Yes. You are a beautiful human. Oh man. Thank you, Rich. You are beautiful. <laughs> uh, just your podcast vibrations alone, man. Just the name of your podcast, Rich Life. <laughs> oh man, this is a rich life, brother. And um. I would love to let people know how they can contact me if they yes. do want to work with me, because I know we came, a lot of stuff came out. Um, but if people do want to contact me, all you have to do is you can go to Instagram and you can go to, I am Toussaint Stewart. So I am dot then T O U S S A I N T S T E W A R T. You can go there. You can get to my link tree. You can go to link tree at town wellness link mm -hmm. or link tree slash town wellness, where you have all of my modalities that I get into and all of the things that I offer. You can also go to Instagram to Toussaint speaks T O U S S A I N T uh, speaks right. One word. Uh, that's my, that's my other Instagram handle where you can see me speaking, right? I'm a, a public speaker. So I make these little small five minute, two minute motivational speeches. The same uh, information is there as well. As far as my link tree, my links, you can pick up my book at my link tree as well. Plant-based one-on-one whole food, whole you. And every single Friday, I have intentional Friday where you can tap in on the Calendly Every Friday from 12 p.m. Western time or uh, Pacific time uh, to 1230, I uh, encourage you to practice with me. Mm. Pick, pick, pick up the Zoom link. We do uh, plant-based practices, breath work practices, um, meditation practice. We do core work and we do flexibility and nervous system regulation. And so I, I kind of unveil who I am as a holistic health and wellness practitioner. And mm -hmm. so you can practice with me for free every Friday. So just go to my link tree at town wellness, click on that. And then 
we can we can meet up in the Zoom and then you can learn more about what it is I'm doing and our various wellness offerings. But that one is completely free every Friday, Intentional Fridays. Perfect. And if you're listening along, I'm going to put all of that in the show notes as well. Man, it's been a great, great time, Rich, man. Thank you so much yeah. for letting me tell my story, man. And um, I appreciate you telling your story too on your show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I guess I'll do it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, cool, man. This is great. I'm so glad, man. Two men on the planet Earth can have this conversation right here and right now in this age of Aquarius that we're tapping into, brother. <laughs> which is the age of the authentic self. So obviously we got very authentic today. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you again. I'll talk to you soon, Rich. Peace and love, man. Thank you for listening to the Rich Life Realization Podcast. May these conversations help you experience your richest life. To contact me about being a guest on the podcast or about coaching, email me richliferealization at gmail.com or text or call 970-716-0075.